Good afternoon, K-Chapel evening, I should say. It's seven in the evening, and this is Bible study time. Uh, I'm with you tonight at pastor's request. And uh, before we start, let's have prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to study your word. And God, we know that what we do here is just in preparation or what we're going to do with the community. So let us study your word. Let us hide it in our hearts so that we can leave this lesson, leave this time to go out and serve you. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Hi, Kay Chapel. I know you're coming in. I'm going to ask those of you on Facebook, please share with someone. Uh, let them know that it is Bible study time. And for the next 50 minutes or so, uh, we will talk about number two from last week. Pastor was so kind in sharing with us that there were three questions that people are asking and they're trying to understand some of the things that we all need to understand better. And he started with number three, which was the whole uh, ideal of making sure you understand hearing the, the Lord's voice. So I wanna back up to number two. And that number two point, he said that many people were asking the question, how do I forgive what I cannot forgive? Mm, what I cannot forget. How do I forgive what I cannot forget? And then he just simplified it and said, how do I know when I have finally forgiven. So we're going to look at that whole ideal of forgiveness. We know that a lot of times people do us wrong and that wrongful feeling, it really hurts. And many times it damages relationships and sometimes it can be some good or bad come out of it. But either way, the responses are in several categories. You separate yourself from the person or you feel really harmed and you don't have anything to say, or it's this whole ideal in our mind that we literally like kill that person out. They just do not exist anymore. And so we're going to talk about tonight, how do you move yourself into the spirit of forgiveness? So let me start with the obvious. 
it's natural to feel bitter and develop a grudge when you have been mistreated wronged or injured by someone either verbally or physically and this bitterness enters a person it enters us and it makes us kind of swamp down into the emotion we get angry we get resentful we even get a feeling of rejection and it's many times accompanied by that whole ideal of revenge or even getting even but the desire for all of this can really hurt us as christians we have these toxic feelings and when we have the toxic feelings like this many times we don't know what to do with them we don't know how to change we don't know how to kind of move ourselves into that emotion of understanding that this is now something i am internalizing and what we want to talk about tonight is how do you change that emotion how do you get past that initial hurt and what do you do with that bitterness and that resentment how do you take control of it and then so it doesn't spill over to other people and it doesn't infect other people and uh that is the reason we have in that covenant of ours where it tells us that phrase phrase of about avoiding tattling and backbiting and excessive anger what i really want to sort of tune in tonight is that it is so important that we not allow the bible to not come into our understanding when we feel this kind of bitterness and i i promise you it's it's not an easy job it's it's hard to believe that you're not going to be toxic or <clears throat> excuse me that you're not going to allow people to get you so bitter and so enraged and so angry that you cannot remember ephesians 4 31 and it says let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another that that's kind of the i suppose the beginning um god has commanded us that we are supposed to develop these relationships and the more we develop relationships the more we study our bible the more we think about what god has called us to do we should be able to have recall and that is like the ephesians 4 31 32 let all bitterness and wrath and anger be put away all malice and then it ends with be kind to one another i tell you toxic relationships they do happen there is just no doubt that god has commanded us that we are to forgive each other so that we don't get into toxic relationships we are to embrace grace because it is grace that shows us that it is possible to forgive i know this sounds like it's so easy and i know it is not easy i know it hasn't been easy for me all of my life and i've been here 70 plus years now and the whole ideal of forgiveness it is a constant reminder 
that God is not through with me yet. And because he's not through with any of us, let us look at what can we do? How can we move ourselves into an understanding of just how to deal with forgiveness? Well, the first thing is, is that we must recognize the importance Jesus put on forgiveness. Let me say that again. We must recognize the importance that Jesus put on forgiveness. When he was teaching the disciples how to talk to God, you know, that's the first prayer. He said, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That's in Matthew 6 chapter, that, that 12th verse. And I tell you, that's not easy. So let me share a little story with you. I was watching Touched by an Angel. I know some of you will remember that old uh, sitcom that used to come on. And Della Reese is the main character. And she has an understudy young angel. This young angel and her were walking down the street. This man was trying to get a cab. And as he was trying to get that cab, the young angel was in his way and he had to step past her. And he actually pushed her and said, get out of my way. I need to get this cab. Well, the young angel, this is one of the earlier stories. She was so new to earth that it just shook her. And she turned to Delores and said, why are humans so angry? Why are they so mad with each other? Well, the story is so involved that Della was trying to tell her, whatever he's feeling, don't you internalize it. Don't take that on. You don't want that inside of you. Okay, I'm going to stop right there and put a pen on that story and I'm going to come back to it a little later because what I want to share with you is the next verse of Luke 6 and 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Long time ago, somebody said to me, you know, when a person is not well, or when they're not feeling good, they may say something to you or they may respond very short. Don't think it's all the time about you. And that's what Della Reese was telling the young angel. It wasn't really about her. And that's how life is. So it's very good if you can remember that person may be having a problem. They have may have come to church with a chip on their shoulder because of all the things they had to do to get to church. Uh, they may be pushing you in that line because they got a sick child at home. Or it just may be simply that they got an upset stomach or they got a bad back and they're just not feeling well. So to internalize everything that happens to us means that we're taking on that devil in us. We're taking on that enemy and it is actually causing us not to be immediate in saying, 
I forgive you. Oh, they, that's not about me. I'm not going to put that in my spirit. So let me go to our number one. And the number one is, a number two, I mean, is that we have to reject the devil. Uh, let go of your anger. Don't give Satan a chance to use you to create bitterness inside of you. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For angry gives a foothold to the devil. I went back in Ephesians to the 26th and the 27th verse. Reject the devil. Even Jesus had to do that. Remember when he was fasting 40 days? And then the devil started telling him what all he was going to give him and what all he was going to do. And he says, get thee behind me, Satan. We have to practice that Christian principle of understanding. No, uh -uh. I'm putting stops on this. I have control of me. You don't have control of me, devil. And that's one of the first steps or the second most important element in your being able to get rid of that anger and not let the devil use you to pass on that bad, bad fruit. Uh, according to Matthew 6, 14 to 16, so it tells us that unless we do this, unless we start understanding how to forgive people quicker and how to let go of things, this is what it says. A person who does not forgive others will not be forgiven by God. In the verse, Jesus states, "If for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So, yes, it's, it's, it's a sin to get angry with people and not to forgive them. It's a sin to internalize that rotten, uh, fearful anxiety that I've been wronged and I got to get back at somebody. Let's go back to our Delarice story. So Delarice's young angel and her, they went to a restaurant. They're sitting in the restaurant, but the young angel is still so upset that this man just did not respect her. And she brought this into the restaurant. When the waitress came, she gave her a very harsh uh, greeting. And then all of a sudden she started to hear this phone, phone ring and it kept ringing and it kept ringing. And she says, why do these earthly people not put their phones away when they go into a public place and they're eating? She jumped up and she threw the phone over into a fish tank. Well, little did she know that the phone belonged, belonged to the same man that had taken the cab because he was the manager of the restaurant. When he realized she had thrown his phone into that water, he got so angry on top of his other anger, 
And he just started mistreating people all over his restaurant. Even the bus boy, he was in the back and the bus boy was happy and cheering and talking about how he was looking for his brother and he knew he was going to find him and the manager fired him. Well, the young angel had no idea she was causing this much commotion because anger was just building up and it was just like a bad disease. It was spreading and it was spreading and it was spreading. Well, here's the bottom line. The devil can take over you. He can change your heart. And the more he changes your heart and then you touch someone, you pass on that same rotten behavior. That's why forgiveness has to be done quick. Our covenant also says that we are to seek reconciliation without delay. And that's why it says without delay. Because the more you carry stuff, the more it poisons the inside of you. And that is something that none of us, none of us want to do. We, we do not want to carry around so much evilness inside of us that it is actually poisoning us. And here is the bottom line. We don't have a choice. This is a part of our Christian responsibility. And we are, we are supposed to make sure that as Christians, we continuously do those things that are of God. And the more that we do what is of God, the better we're gonna be as Christians. Now, I've lost a piece of my, my document and I'm gonna have to look over here just for a second to go down and find that piece because I didn't wanna leave without sharing with you this one other scripture. And it is so important. It's about the poison. When, when we think about how our spirits can be poisoned, it's, well, let me use this example. You know that old thing about an apple, one apple, can spoil a whole bushel of apples. And one person can say, well, if you cut off that rotten piece of the apple, then you can save that apple. But the most important thing is to take the rotten apple out of the bunch. That's what we have to do. Forgiveness allows us to not poison relationships, not allow us to spread those bad feelings. So we can't judge other people. We, we cannot keep on acting like it doesn't matter. I must forgive. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. I'm not going to tell you it's easy when someone has done you wrong, that you are the one that steps up and say, you know what? Let's put this behind us. This, this cannot separate us. This cannot get in the middle of our organization here in the church. This anger, this, this fight that we had, it cannot tear our families apart. Forgiving is for you. You see, I pointed to me. 
Forgiveness is for me. Forgiveness is for you. It's not the other person. Because when you forgive, you free yourself up. You free your spirit up. You free your mind up. And you're not allowing it to internalize and boil and boil and boil. Because that is what the devil wants. Now, I have to move to that third point because one of the things that is so important is why we do this. Um, well, let me go back to Della for a minute. So once everything got so bad in the restaurant, there was this one lady that had walked in. She was sitting over at a table by herself. She had ordered this fine wine and she was just sipping on her wine. But as she was looking around, you could tell she was getting sad and sadder. And then all of a sudden, she just got up and she stormed out of the restaurant. At that point, Della had to explain to the young angel, oh my goodness, you have done irreparable harm. And the girl said, well, I, I can see the chain reaction. I can undo this. I can undo this. She said, no, what you can't see is the person that's observing you that could have been blessed if she had come to this restaurant tonight and found love and caring people. And then she took her on a visual journey in her mind to show her that the lady had gone to the highest bridge and had started to position herself to jump off this bridge down into this deep water. And all of a sudden, the young angel said to Della, what can I do? What can we do? She said, it's not just you. You have got to convince the manager that we need to get in a cab right now and go to that bridge. Well, some kind of way, this young lady did convince the manager that they had to get in the, in the car because this woman was in danger. And he said, I can't believe any of this. So in the cab, of course, Della and the young angel revealed to him that they were angels. So that made him come aboard. When they got to the bridge, the testimony of that lady is what we don't want to hear from any of us. She said, when I came there, I came to that restaurant because that was my husband and I's favorite restaurant. My husband died suddenly last year. This is our anniversary. I came to the restaurant tonight because my only love was gone, but the place where I had loved him the most, I felt I could come there and find some comfort. You know, it would be pretty bad if people could come to the church and find absolutely no comfort. But the lady continued and she said, I don't want to be in this world anymore. People are so mean. All I heard tonight was anger and confusion and rejection. I, I don't want any part of that. And then the young lady, the young angel, she started to confessing and asking for forgiveness. She said, you don't know me. You don't know that I caused all of that. What was actually one person to another person catching my anger. 
She said, but please forgive me. I'm a loving person. We love you. God loves you. And the lady was not convinced. But the man, the manager, he stepped up. He turned to the young angel and he said, young lady, I owe you an apology. Would you please forgive me? And of course, the young angel says, yes, and I'm sorry too, because I should have never taken on what you did and let it blow up the way it did. And then he turned to the lady and he said, ma'am, all of this is my fault. Don't blame the whole restaurant. He said, but I'm single too. And I got a lot of problems and I should not have been taking it out on other people. But if you come back off of that bridge, and if you give me another chance, I will buy you dinner. I will give you the best champagne in our restaurant. And I promise you, we will show you real love like we normally do in our restaurant. Well, he caught the lady's hand. She did come down. They went back to the restaurant. And you know, touched by an angel always ends with a happy ending. Well, what I'm going to say to you tonight is that this story just allows us to understand others' faults. And if we can understand others' faults, then we have to go to what I consider to be my closing out of Colossians 3 and 13. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive one another who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. And so you must forgive others. That's humbling. I know it's a process. And to gain forgiveness, we must forgive. But to know, remember, God has forgiven you. John 3, 16 always reminds us God so loved us that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. And I can tell you this, there is no way we're going to get out of here without forgiving. It is so important. Uh, the fact that forgiveness requires divine intervention means God never expected us to do it by ourselves. That's the reason he sent Jesus. And it's because of the grace and mercy that we have available to us and the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us that we can forgive. So the act of forgiveness, the responsibility of forgiveness, even the joy of forgiveness is a required walk in our faith. So let me leave you tonight just saying, if God forgives, then why can't we forgive? If he could hang on a cross and the people that were crucifying him, he said to God, forgive them. 
Well, they know not what they do. We have got to have that same kind of spirit. We have got to move deeper inside of us and pull on our heartstrings to know that we have the power with God's help to forgive. All right, guys, I want to thank you for joining into Bible study tonight. And, and I know we're going to leave out here a little early. Uh, this is first Sunday coming up. We look forward to you all being at service on Sunday and allowing us to be able to say happy birthday to you. And also, this will be our last Sunday before election on Tuesday. Uh, if you need additional ballots, I just talked to Ms. May Jones a little while ago, and we will have additional ballots at the church on Sunday so that you can look at all those four pages of names and familiarize yourself with all the different positions. And of course, remind everybody in your family, friends, neighbors, whoever, that it is our social responsibility to go out and vote all day or at whatever time you want from 7 to 7 on Tuesday. So that's it. That's all I have on forgiveness for tonight. I hope you gain something out of this. I hope that you can uh, report to Pastor that I did a decent job. And I just want to thank uh, T.A. Cornell for helping me to get online tonight. And we look forward to seeing you at K Chapel on Sunday. So let us close with prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we know that you have charged us to love each other. We know it's a tremendous walk. And as we walk in love, we know that the devil is busy seeking whom he can destroy. God, we ask that you give us the understanding to stand in our faith, that we stand so strong in our faith that we will not allow the devil to destroy us, to take away our joy, to take away our peace. We love you, Lord. We ask that you forgive us of our sins and especially our non-forgiveness of others. And help us as we grow stronger in our faith. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Good night.